Nation is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. How are you? Um... Another beautiful day here in podcast land. No matter where podcast land is for you, for myself, it is Kailua, Kona, Hawaii, where we're looking at a high of 84 today with a little bit of light rain. Oh, whatever, man. No, I don't even want to hear it. It was 57 degrees today. What I was going to say is the real story is that all my folks on the mainland, whether they're in Chicago or Indiana or Michigan, are out in shorts today because <laughs> it cracked 5-0. Dudes are grilling. They got their tall boys out. They're already protesting outside uh, Wrigley Field trying to get in for a game. <laughs> I wouldn't say anybody's grilling yet because um, it's raining. But it smells like spring rain. Like, I'm actually shocked it's not a thunderstorm because it's that warm outside. It's amazing. Now, of course, before you start screaming at your speakers, because I know what you're saying. Yes, this is what we call... Uh, false spring. We all know it. <laughs> Midwesterners, you know what I'm talking about. This it's is like, false it's spring. Like, it's like playing just the tip, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Just the tip. Just to let you know, this is what I got for you, but not right now. No, uh, so, what's the next one is uh, is not false winter. Um, I just saw that graph today of what it, it, it's our, our fourth yeah. winter or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have another winter coming, and then, then... You'll finally get real spring, which will probably be right around Easter. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. It looks really, really good. Tomorrow is going to be weird. It's going to be 32. They're like, winter returns. I'm like, 32 ain't winter. But winter um, af- after that, tomorrow's 32. So that's cold, apparently. Um, after that, we are looking at highs of 41, 48, 39, 39, 45, 52. So that is nothing wow. to complain about. And that will take us well into the, you know, almost halfway into March. So I think we are over the hump. I really do. I mean, don't get me wrong. We could get another shitty snowstorm that, you know, is big and heavy and wet and gross. But oh, yeah. I'm going to knock on wood and uh, say that we're over the hump. So look at that. No matter where we're podcasting from, everyone is uh, enjoying the weather. I hope you're doing well. It's odd because we are essentially at the one-year mark for the start of the pandemic. Um, hey, a, I saw a post about that today. They were in like, the hey, States, yeah. your, your, uh, your Facebook memories are going to probably start to be kind of a bummer. Yeah. So maybe don't look at them. <laughs> I kind of read today what they said the real beginning of it was in the public consciousness of course who listens to scientists and all that stuff um but in the public consciousness apparently it was tom hanks getting diagnosed combined with the nba suspending play remember that dramatic moment in the nba when a referee or a uh, official from a team comes charging out i believe it was mark cuban's team comes charging out before the beginning of tip off because a player had tested positive for this new disease did tom they, hanks test that early for it i don't think yes. he tested that early again again this is what they're calling the 
timeline of public consciousness okay. of, of when we actually started to take it serious, okay? Because okay. we can talk about the, those who are hyper-informed about issues and those who are moderately and those who are non. So for folks who are hyper-informed, yes, of course, you're going to say, well, I know in January during that impeachment trial, uh, the first one, we, we were uh, missing all the info about that. But in reality, this thing was full steam ahead in January. You are right. Um, Tom Hanks was diagnosed in March. And he and his wife were in Australia. And they had, um, so they had, they said they had already been diagnosed. So it's, there's a good chance they were halfway through it already. They just didn't want to freak everybody out. But I mean, so, you know, we, 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 we can't lose Tom Hanks. Please. No. I'm, so what we're that saying That one scared is, me hard. <laughs> I mean, which is funny because if you look at those two moments, it really speaks to two different um, camps that probably all of us fall into, right? One are uh, people who like movies and TV. So that would put you in like, I know who Tom Hanks is, right? Yeah. No one hates Tom Hanks. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your politics are. I don't How could care. you hate? If you yeah. hate Tom Hanks, I don't yeah. know what kind of human you are. Yeah. I don't know what kind of movies you like, whether they're funny or serious. He's done them all. Everyone loves Tom Hanks. On the flip side. With the sports teams and the NBA, you have people who like sports and they take the NBA, the NFL, the MLB very seriously, the NHL. And and when that moment happened, when a Mark Cuban franchise, which you may want to fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure it was Mark Cuban's team. But when his team stops a game, I mean, seconds, they're getting ready to throw yeah. the ball in the air and someone comes running out and you would have thought at this point, oh, this is like AIDS. This is like SARS because they come running out there to stop this game like, from even Don't happening. Don't touch anything. And so if you look at it, I disagree it really, with you. AIDS is not the same thing at all. No, but I'm saying how, how like we knew nothing about it. Oh, yeah. No, so I thought I'm you saying, were saying because I'm like, no, when no, this no, no. started, it was all about like, don't touch anybody. No, don't no. breathe on anybody. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is take 1985, what yeah. we knew about AIDS and people were like, don't sit on a toilet seat. I just saw something on the news the other night. They're making um, this. These people are making a, a huge quilt. For all of the half million people we lost to coronavirus and the mom. So the daughters involved in the quilt, the mom worked on the same quilt back in the 80s with all of the uh, the AIDS victims. So we um, the pandemic in the states has now surpassed 500,000 dead, which is more American life loss than um, World War One, World War Two. And Vietnam combined. And that's crazy because I remember growing up kind of in the shadow of Vietnam. Remember, I was born in 78. So in the 80s, all the Nam vets were like in their 30s, maybe 40s. They were all coming back and they were all back in society and, and uh, thriving. And there was a noticeable, noticeable gender gap between men and women because that many men died. Yeah. My mom would complain that there weren't a lot of guys out there in the dating pool in her age range because a lot of them died at 19 in Vietnam. So we've surpassed all of those combined. And I know we can argue, well, hold on, maybe someone was already on death's door and this was just what tipped it. I know. And I'm not going to get into semantics. It's a massive loss of life. That's a half a million people. And I don't care if you don't know those people. Like, empathy goes a long way. It could have been somebody you know. And you probably know somebody who had it. You may not know somebody who died. I just, 
Be yeah. safe. Don't be stupid. We're at the tail end of it here. Let's not fuck it up. At this point, it's not even about bitching or complaining or whatever it is. Well, people are gears. still doing that, though. I know. I'm saying for me, and out of respect, I think it should be about taking a moment yeah. to realize that in 12 months, we've lost this many uh, lives. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I'm not here to uh, air air grievances. What I am here to do is say hello to Mia, the dog, who's right here by me. Is because she? Mia, Mia, Mia just wandered outside here. Hello, Mia puppy. Mia's, Mia's a house dog where I live who just wanders the property. And you can see her on, on the Pat and AJ Instagram. How old is she? Do you know? Ah, she's old. She's on death's door. Trust me, if Don't she dies, say if, that. if she dies this year, they'll 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 have her as a COVID death. She'll be a COVID dog death. Trust I me. I love um, her. She is the sweetest. She is this feels good. The good news with Pat and AJ. The good news is totally something as the mom of a teen, I think I can relate to. Um, bad haircuts can be very bad, and they take a long time to uh, to get back to where you need them to be. <laughs> I do feel like there is a little bit of gender inequality because, boy, moms will take a pair of clippers to a son's head. Yeah. But little girls start going to, to the salon when they're, like, three. Yeah, so no, for real. I, I feel like a lot of dudes have unfortunately come. <laughs> you, you got the mo from mom. So, um, Jason Smith is the middle school principal at uh, Stony Brook Intermediate Middle School in Indianapolis. And um, so, there was a student wearing a hat. His name's Anthony Moore. That's against school dress code. And the principal stepped in and said, what's the deal? Why are you being so defiant? Why do you refuse to take your hat off? I mean, he was saying that that this was like a 30-minute, Yeah, please take the hat off. And And he wouldn't do it. Flat out refusal. He's like, it's a simple request. Take the hat off. And then the kid explained his parents took him to get a haircut and he didn't like it. Um, Of course, he said, oh, your hair looks fine. But he says, listen, this kid's like 13 or 14 years old. You can tell him whatever you want. But social acceptance is paramount right now. He said, I've been cutting hair since I was your age. I showed him some pictures of my haircuts. He said, if I go home and get my clippers and fix your line, will you go back to class without a hat? Uh, Anthony sat there for a minute and said, eh, I don't know. But then he agreed to it. So in the snow, this principal drove back home to get his clippers. And then he got the parents' consent to touch up the kid's hair. Mom said this was a wonderful gesture. She said he handled it very well to keep him from getting in trouble at school. Um, she said, I'm glad they handled this without suspending him. And he fixed his haircut. And he said this, what you just said, just from being a black male myself, I think girls really matter at that age. Appearance then could matter. He said he was scared he was going to be laughed at. So um, he checked on, on this kid throughout the day, made sure he was, you know, behaving and everything was good. But he said, listen, this is all about communication. And when a student is tr- struggling, we needed to ask ourselves what happened instead of what's wrong with yes. the kid. And all they had to do was find out this kid had a bare, bad haircut. He was uncomfortable with it. The principal clipped it himself. And that is amazing. And I love it. And the good news is up at patandaj.com. Yeah, the de-escalation technique, absolutely um, brilliant and should be used more. There's always a reason as a kid who is hauled into many a principal's offices and stuff, there's usually an ulterior motive, and this is a simple fix. And now the kid's got a fresh cut. He's got a fly haircut, and I, I get it. Like, as the mom of a teenager, that's something I've had to learn how to do. Instead of, 
you know, looking at your kid being who's being a sassy pants or being kind of a jerk. And instead of just taking it at face value, I've had to get better at saying, okay, what's what's really going on? And that's hard to do because a lot of times you just want to fix something on the surface. But look at this. They got deep down, figured out what it was. They fixed it and it worked. Share the good news now, patandaj.com. You guys make me feel good. Spread the good news now at patandaj.com. I seriously think we're going to outlast every marriage in our circle. And why that's so crazy, we were like the the scandal couple. (laughs) And we we were the one that everyone shit talked behind our back and said they're never going to make it. Pat's insane. Uh, Jenny's whatever. Um but holy smokes, we've been together how long now? 15 years, right? We have been together 15 years. This will be our 12th year married. And we're like, we've seen them all drop. How many, how many? I'm 20, sorry, 30, 11 years. 11 years? How, I can't do the math. How many twenty thirty thousand dollars weddings have we attended now where the folks are divorced? I was just talking with a friend about this today because he's getting married for the first time and he's okay. he's our age. Um, he has a daughter, but they weren't the him and the mom were never married. But it's it was interesting because we were texting about his wedding and he's like, It feels so weird to get married when most of the people we went to high school with are now getting divorced and getting remarried. Um it was interesting though because he has a it, I think it's gr- good that he waited till he's older because now he has a very um, practical view on the wedding. He's sure. like, ah, eh, it's going to be my daughter and our parents. And then he's like, we'll have a freaking, you know, a, like a nacho bar and a concert. Like yes. he's like, very, yeah. very less the 22 year old uh, bridezilla. Yeah. I want all these things that I've seen on TLC because they yeah. make TV shows about them. I understand what you're saying. Here's the thing. I'm trying to get AJ in the zone to record the podcast because, you know, it's a big deal. We're recording from five hours away from each other. So we have to coordinate and she. She's so distracted because like one of her old college friends or something just texted her like, hey, getting divorced. First of all, this is not just a college friend. This girl and I have been friends since 1997. We we lived together in college. I was in her wedding. I mean, we are we're we're like that. Okay, I I correct myself. That's why. The reason why I say that is maybe since I've come in to your life is probably when you two parted ways whether well, it be yeah, because we of moved age to freaking Seattle. well yeah but, we mean, moved we moved too yeah but i mean i like like you have the clucking hens and like i consider them like your core group of friends would you put her closer than that or outside of that um i would put her on the same level just at a different time okay all right so this is a friend that you have from a long time ago i know this friend and um yeah so so what uh, her too she's it how how long she make it um, they were married in 2007. You were at her wedding, weren't you? I know. I, was I stood up it, in it. I yeah. remember like the years. Years. They're all starting to blur now. So they're at 14 years and 14 they're, years. they're getting divorced. Um, I, I love her. I didn't think this was going to last as long as it did simply because she had been engaged like two other times before this. She was just like, she was that chick who was always engaged to somebody, but oh, never got married. That's right. I yeah. remember. Yeah. She was the one. She always had a constant fiance. This is my yeah. fiance. But then he found out like they met four weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. Now these two dated for a long time. I lived with both of them. They, they had an apartment. She said, Hey, why don't you move into the other bedroom? And I did. 
um, in college, and I was very, very surprised to hear that they're getting divorced. That was a, I'm, that was not, I mean, not that you can never. Is she the one that you like gave the heart to heart to before the wedding about not doing it? No, that was another one. AJ wanted to give a heart to heart to a friend about not going through with her, with her marriage. I don't know if you did. I don't think you did. She was literally coming to me like, I don't know if I can be in this wedding in good conscience. Like, I feel like I have to express to her. No, I did. I did. Because I remember that was one of the first times that I really like balls out on my friend. And like, she stuck around, which I'm like, all right, then she's a good friend because she didn't like run away. And, you know, they're working out. So they're still on the clock. I think we're going to beat them all, though. It's weird. It is very strange. And. Again, this goes back to the other podcast where I said, I, I'm actually glad she, she put it on Facebook and it was, it was very much one of those posts where like, I'm not going to say she was fishing, but she was, she said, Hey, I need a good divorce lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a little bit of fishing. You think so? Yeah. Now this girl is by the way, um, famously dramatic. She, oh, yeah. she was a bridezilla. And I mean that. And if you would have asked her, I think she would have agreed. She would, she yeah, was, especially now yeah. she could admit that. She was a bridezilla, and I think she got off on it. And she, But she was, like, like you would say, AJ, what was her big move? You guys would go to TGI Fridays, and then she'd say, oh, it's her birthday. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you, you got 20 TGI Fridays people singing to you, giving you a cake, and she's clapping along. Like, that's who this girl was. Yeah, if you didn't tell the servers it was her birthday, she would tell them it's yours, and then you get, like, a free dessert and a really awkward uh, a quartet around your table. Hold on. Um, did she do it more for the dessert or just for the performance and no, her No, for the performance, because she would, she would tell them it's, like, somebody else's birthday. It's not like she was, like, <laughs> she wasn't, like, go tell them it's my birthday so I can get a TGI Friday Sunday. She would just go and do it, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, I guess it's my birthday. <laughs> if you want kind of a semi-representation of, I think, her character, there's a great episode of 30 Rock that guest stars You're Jennifer not going to shit talk her, are you? Because I love no, no, no. her. You know this episode because you've watched every episode of 30 Rock, too, but it's the one that guest stars Jennifer Aniston, and Jennifer Aniston is Tina Fey and uh, Jenna, uh, was it Krakowski or whatever? Yeah. Jane, Jane Krakowski. Uh, it's like that's their old college roommate from Chicago. Yes, yes, and yes, And they're yes. all excited, but then they start talking about just how extra she is. And they're like, and remember when she made us all wear her bucket hats because she started knitting them. And then she lied and said it was our birthdays. And then remember when she made that guy propose to her on New Year's? Like she, and, and, and then when they go out, like they can't. I'll I'll tell you, though, every time I've seen her since then, like, we catch up like we never left. Like, we are just, we're just friends like that. Um, So, hold on. But, but like, same thing. Has she done it now? Like, like post-mom married life. Have you guys ever gone out for, like, a spot of tea? Yeah. And all the... And and all of a sudden, there's people coming out clapping, saying saying it's your birthday. Oh no! I mean, we've we have gone. We I think we went out and hung out in like 2013 when I came okay. home to Milwaukee briefly. Okay. But no, no, we didn't tell anybody it was our birthday. We were at a bar. I was just curious. Oh well, no, that's even worse. You go to a bar, you can get like free drinks, you know. But no, then they we can didn't check tell your ID. That. See, isn't that funny? They'll check your ID at a bar for free shots on your birthday, but any major chain restaurant will immediately cough up a dessert without any proof at all. 
Seriously, that's a hustle, man. I I just feel bad. You know, you never want to see any of your friends go through a divorce, and it's no. you can you can't predict who's going to get divorced or not. I mean, I'll, I honestly, when I think back to all my friends who have gotten divorced, I would have never have pegged them for it. And but I don't live with them, so I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. But it does. It does make me kind of sit up straight in my chair to know that. And and it, this has nothing to do with her. But, yeah, we are – our marriage is very obviously outlasting a good portion of our friends' marriages who didn't think you and I were going to make it. Even on my side, I'm trying to think a lot of them are over with now. One's in the process of being over with. None who were still together got married before us, so they don't count. I'm glad that my friend – posted it on facebook though even though she was kind of fishing because like i said in that other podcast i I don't want her her next post to be she's out on a date with some dude and i'm like what the hell happened like that's that's awkward which someone tweeted at us that's at pat and aj on twitter they tweeted they said aj should start that business do it the divorce pr agency i should do that i really should she said it would she goes man i would have used that in a heartbeat she said since you're the one right now who's doing the freelance thing uh, (laughs) you should do that so i um, need to make some money you think people pay me for it (laughs) that's from our twitter followers okay that's nice to know if i i'm glad somebody agrees with me because it is a very awkward thing to suggest that people should announce on social media that they're getting divorced but i do feel like if you're going to live your life on social media you got to tell us that before you're going out on a date with some new dude and you're like my boo out at outback you know like that's <laughs> awkward <laughs> who the hell is that that ain't the father of your kids like it's just just tell us it's you know i'm not judging i just want to know look, i don't want to be surprised we got a we got a free blooming onion because it's his birthday <laughs> Pat and AJ. Pat and AJ. Podcast from Paradise. You've got to start looking forward. I mean, I know it sounds stupid, but if there's a brick wall with a bunch of daggers in it, you are dangerously close of walking into it at a brisk pace if you don't eventually turn your head forward. And I'm saying that because my whole timeline has been filled. It's like we've gone from arguing politics to arguing generations again. It's yeah. nothing but back in the day, my day, and I think this really started, by the way, because for the first time we saw the Gen Zers take a shot at the Millennials. Now, yeah. the Millennials, we all know the Millennials. For millennials the are grown up now. Yeah, for the long time, they were the young, hip, bratty ones. But now... They've been put in their place by Gen Z, the ones below them. And I've seen this cavalcade of now millennials going after Gen Z and then Gen X going after millennials. And, of course, we know the boomers think they're the greatest fucking thing since the invention of the planet. They put themselves like it it goes, Jesus, me, planet. That's how I listened to my dad talk about it on the phone the other night. He said he was all pissed off because he said, the millennials want nothing to do with us baby boomers. And I said, no, they don't, because you're their parents. <laughs> yeah, He's like, no, they, they, they don't want to be associated no. with us. Shut up. But see, it's just getting me now, because it's all my friends. And I'm a weird generation, right? Myself and AJ, we're zennials. And zennials are a micro generation that are caught between Gen X and the millennials. We're between 78 and... And 83. Yeah. And who we are are kids that were raised 
on the first half of our life old school. Like in the 80s, I was the kid out on my bike all day long, running yeah, around running around the city of Chicago. I didn't and, come home till the lights oh. came on at night. I, I We hung out on the railroad tracks yeah. and in the creek all day. Yeah, yeah. We, we did that. Listen, yeah, I did all that shit. We also now, played. Uh, we also played video games. Uh, yes. We played Nintendo, Super Mario, non freaking stop for eight hours a day sometimes. And then when we went to high school and college, there were computers, and we learned the internet. And then when we graduated, we were the first smartphone generation. So what I'm saying is, is that I don't feel like I'm in a back in the day mentality because I'm kind of like this micro generation. But I have friends my age who lean hard into the Gen X thing. And these people act like they fucking grew up in the 1960s. You should see <laughs> friends that I went to school with. Literally, I'm, I'm like, back we grew in up. my day, you're right. 42. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, 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 Opie, we used to play duck hunt together, okay? Like, don't 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 pretend like we were Mayberry. I remember right. our childhood. But I think my overall point is this. I'm 42 and I'm so different than I was when I was 32. And at 32 I was so different than who I was at 22. And I don't think I could be who I am today and turn into who I'm going to be tomorrow if I kept looking back and if I kept looking behind me and reminiscing about the rearview mirror cuz guess what? What if you don't see the brick wall in front of you and then you run smack dab into it? None of us got to choose when we were born or who we were born to or what situation we were born in. So are you really, it's not like kids today said, I want to be born in 2007. So I've got yeah. smartphone, like they, nobody does that. So why? And, and he used to complain about the same thing that his mom's generation would bitch about his generation. I'm like, now you're doing the same freaking exactly. thing. Cause that's the circle of life. And I'll be doing it one day. I hope I won't, but I probably will too. I'll just be a lot older. I'll be probably 90 when I finally go, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. It but was, I'm not, uh, not going to be doing it like my friends. I'm telling you, at least your dad's a legitimate baby boomer, and he has the title. I have friends who are my same age at 42 years of age. They, they are acting like they're in their 60s. They are acting like they were raised... During the Wonder Years, I'm like, what is this fantasy you've concocted? Because we've been that generation. And it's just weird to see all these people in my orbit uh, hike up their pants. And they're, they're, they, you know, I'm like, come on, come on now. It just doesn't, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. Just, who cares? Who cares? It's just, again, I think it kind of got kicked off because Gen Z fired that shot at the millennials about your skinny jeans and your side parts. And millennials, for the first time, had to stand up as the old folk in the room Yeah, and go, listen here, you'll get these skinny jeans off my ass when you tear them <laughs> off, which are my, you know, I get it. I, when you it, it, pry them off my was. dead cold body. <laughs> it was just interesting to see, like, this is the circle of life, boys and girls. This is, what it it, this is how it's yeah. supposed to happen. So that means now we should be, by the way, the Xennials, uh, we should be moving into a power position because we're going to be like, you know, waiting for uh, Gen X to kind of screw it up and then we can swoop in and help guide the, mil you, the millennials. Haven't you seen, I mean, that uh, our power position has been coming for a while right now. Why do you think all of these fran movie franchises and TV franchises that we were into when we were kids in the 80s and 90s? 
they're back. back. You know why? Because our generation um, <laughs> has a little bit of extra cash to spend. Maybe not right now with the pandemic, not but right in general. Now. None of us do. But we are, yeah, but we are the grownups now, and they know that we will pay for nostalgia. And I mean, that's so. My mom almost shit a brick yesterday when we saw Punky Brewster that's show bad. up on, uh, I think it was Peacock, the Peacock Network. I don't know, but she goes, what? Do you, Peak, she goes, Punky Brewster. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's the OG. That's the Lale Moon Fry. I'm like, they are trying to appeal to people like me. Which, on a very unrelated side note, I'll never forget the time that I saw paparazzi take a barrage of photos of Salil Moon Fry and then try to figure out who she was. <laughs> and the best they could come up with was Alanis Morissette. And I knew they were wrong. And then finally someone said Punky Brewster. So listen. It's okay to realize that you've moved up in the pecking order, okay? Yeah. Circle circle life, sing it with me. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. One day you'll be on top. But don't try to prematurely put yourself in the rocking chair and say, well, the best already happened. Everything ahead of us is going to suck. I don't Why know about you. Why would you say that? You don't know what's about to happen. I am so excited about tomorrow. I'm so and I'm more excited for the day after that that I couldn't imagine saying I'd love to go back. I don't want to go back. I want to go forward. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.